0: Shows fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell's time and jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square in the frosty air. What a bright time! It's the right time to rock the night away. to go gliding in the one horse sleigh. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle up around the clock. Mix and a mingle in the jingling feet. That's the jingle bell rock. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell chime and jingle bell chime. Jingle around the clock Mix and a mingle in and the jingling beat That's the jingle bell That's the jingle bell That's the jingle bell rock
1: Sleigh bells ring Are you listening? In the lane Snow is glistening A beautiful sight We're happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland Gone away Is the bluebird Here to stay Is the new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in a winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job when you're in town Later on We'll conspire as we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we've made Walking in a winter wonderland
0: Slave bells ring,
1: are you listening?
0: In the lane,
1: snow is glistening A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland the away is the bluebird. bird, if this day is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman, and pretend that he's a circus clown. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman Yes, until the other kitties knock him down Later on, we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid The plans that we've made Walking in a winter wonderland Walking
0: in a winter
1: wonderland
2: Good evening, everybody from the Pulse in Ninana and Anderson and all the communities surrounding. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Hope you guys had a uh, wonderful Thanksgiving out there. I sure know uh, we did. It was uh, wonderful to see the kids and grandkids and spend some time with everyone and eat till we were in a food coma. It was definitely a uh, great Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and uh, got to spend some time or at least reach out to the ones that you love and mean most to you. So tonight, uh, we're going to go ahead and get through our announcements first. And uh, once again, thank you all for joining tonight it's uh it's a treat to be back hosting the show after the holiday and uh like i said i hope everyone had a wonderful holiday with family and friends all right uh let me go ahead and get through the announcements here real quick and then we'll get this thing rolling um we do have a special guest uh calling in tonight And uh, I want to thank him ahead of time for calling in and uh, sharing some stuff with us. And thank you all for joining and supporting the show. All right. So first one I got to get away, get out of the way, I should say, is uh, it'll be the last night for the kids night at the Fairbanks Children's Museum. That's going to be Friday. November 6th, or uh, sorry, Friday, December 4th, and drop-offs are at 5.30, and pickups are no later than 8. Once again, that's Kid Night at the Fairbanks Children's Museum, and drop-offs are at 5.30, and pickups no later than 8, and they'll be getting to spend some time in the museum, and uh, also uh, spend a lot of time and learn with the museum educators. Alrighty, next one I got to put out there, of course, is uh, the big one for me. Uh, I take this one to heart. The Neighbor to Neighbor Holiday Food Drive. That's going to be Tuesday, December 15th at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And once again, that's the Neighbor to Neighbor Holiday Food Drive. And that's going to be Tuesday, December 15th, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's gonna be at the Tri-Valley Community Center. And please, uh, this is a great cause. uh, If you have the ability to help out with that food drive, it definitely helps a lot in our area and surrounding communities. And also a big shout out to neighbor to neighbor for doing this every year uh, for our communities. And I believe, uh, Last, uh, last holidays, they supported 60-plus uh, families. So it's a good thing. Take that to heart. If you can help out, just remember, that's uh, the Neighbor to Neighbor Holiday Food Drive, and that's December 15th, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and that's going to be at the Tri-Valley Community Center. All righty. Uh, next one I have to throw out there. Don't forget, that's coming out this weekend is uh, the Jingle Bell Bazaar that's at the Aurora Denali Lodge. And that's going to be December 4th, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And also December 5th at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This is where all our uh, local vendors will get together and um, put out their wares. So it is a good support for uh, local business. And once again, that's going to be the Jingle Bell Bazaar. And that's going to be at Aurora Denali Lodge. And that's December 4th, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And also December 5th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And do remember, there is going to be food prepared. Um, You can contact them. And uh, they're doing a uh, junior class fundraiser. All righty. So that's the Jingle Bell Bazaar. And it does start um, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Also, uh, remember that the Denali Chamber of Commerce is having the Santa's mailbox. Um, You can drop a letter off in Santa's mailbox outside the chamber's front door. Or if you can't do that, you can mail one, and they could drop it in for you, and you could drop that or uh, mail that to PO Box 437, and that's Healy 99743. Make sure that you do have a return address on there, so uh, he doesn't uh, Santa doesn't get confused and not able to send something back. So once again, that's uh, the Santa's mailbox, and that's hosted by the Denali Chamber of Commerce. And the letter you can drop in the Santa's mailbox outside the chamber's front door. All righty. Um, Next thing I had was I did get the, uh, uh, oh, there was one more thing here. Um, On Friday, December 4th, uh, they will have testing from 1 to 2.30, COVID testing here in Anderson. And uh, that's through the Denali Borough Community Testing Program. It's gonna be at the Anderson School. Um, To obtain a test, you just need to drive through the circle on the elementary end of the school. They'll come outside and you can remain in your car and uh, they will be doing COVID testings. So that's uh, Friday, December 4th. It looks like it's gonna run from 1 to 2.30. here at the Anderson School, and that's Friday. Also, I did get an update today uh, for the Denali Borough for it coming for COVID. Um, Total cases in Denali Borough, we are uh, currently at 43 cases. For Denali, November 17th through the 30th, we have a total of uh, six new cases. So um, just be safe out there. Um, we know what we're going through. Uh, we know what the com- the community is going through, along with our schools and uh, everyone else. And uh, we do have a lot to be thankful for. I especially know that this Thanksgiving really gave me the charge and showed me uh, how much... You know, I have to be thankful for for all of you here in the community, and of course, everyone that I deal with on a daily basis, and family and friends. We have a lot of people in this community that uh, deserve a pretty big thank you, and uh, I just want to give out a shout out to all of them here. All righty. So uh, as I was talking earlier, we do have a. Special guest coming on, and uh, he is. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to make it easy for him in case he doesn't have the number, or I'm going to put it up on the screen here. The uh, phone number here direct to the Pulse or through the app. Our number direct here to the Pulse, and the lines are open, of course 360 uh, 207. 0477 and I have uh, put that up on the screen so tonight we got a special treat Um, we have uh, Kevin Fraley going to be calling in and um, he is a certified associate with the fisheries and uh, he has agreed to come on and talk to us about what is going on with our, our fisheries in the area and uh, we're gonna have a nice little interview, and for all of those that are interested in what's going on in our our rivers in the area, and uh, I did put that out there today, and I did uh, I got a uh, I got a lot of response. So uh, Kevin, I can see that you're on air. If you'd like to call in right now, I'll go ahead and open the line up. You can go ahead and call direct, or uh, okay, I see that. Okay, sounds good. I'll go ahead and look for your call right now. Yeah, we'll go ahead and get this thing rolling here. Alrighty, looks like he's calling in now.
3: Kevin Freely.
0: To accept, press one. To send a
3: voicemail, press
2: two. Good evening, Kevin, and thank you for calling in tonight.
3: Hey, Brett, how's it going? Can you hear me okay?
2: I can. It's sounding real good. All righty, Kevin. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you. Uh, I know I I talked to a lot of people um, today through the day, and uh, they were asking about the special guest that was on, and... uh, I just gave him a little hint that we'd be talking about uh you know the, the fisheries and the stuff in the area and as a matter of fact we do have a lot of fishers <laughs> in this area.
3: <laughs> so Absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Let me I'm gonna try to put it on speaker here and see if that helps.
2: Okay. I can Okay, let's and, try that. Is that a little better, Kevin?
3: Yeah, I can hear you better now.
2: okay. Good deal. All right, Kevin. So let's get this thing rolling here. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you kind of do?
3: Yeah, sure thing. Um, So I appreciate you having me on to talk about fish. I love talking about fish, so hopefully I don't bore you guys too much with all the fish talk. But um, a little bit about me. Uh, I moved to Alaska from Montana in 2008 to study fisheries at UAF, and I got a couple of degrees there. Left for a few years uh, to go to New Zealand to do my PhD, and then I kind of got dragged back to Alaska in 2018. I had to get back, just love it up here. So, um, Since then, I I worked for the state of Alaska. Now I work as a fisheries ecologist for the Wildlife Conservation Society in Fairbanks. And if you folks aren't familiar familiar with the Wildlife Conservation Society, it was founded in 1895 with help from Teddy Roosevelt. And now it's got offices around the world where uh, research is conducted to help conserve wildlife and fish, protect habitat, and inspire the public to value wildlife and wild places. And so for that job, um, I kind of do fish monitoring and research work out in Western Alaska in Cape Cruisenstern National Monument and Bering Land Bridge National Preserve. And I'm pretty new to the job, so I haven't done too much yet, but I also have quite a bit of latitude to do research um, kind of wherever in Alaska, so I'm hoping to, you know, get some good projects going, uh, not just out in Western Alaska.
2: Wow. Well, you picked the right state to come for. Uh, we definitely have a, a, a lot of uh, rivers, lakes, and everything else to, to cover, so you got quite a bit of real estate to cover. <laughs> So, yeah, absolutely.
3: You know, I, I love uh, fishing and hiking and hunting, too. So Alaska is just a, a big playground, both for, for um, you know, my personal life as well as work. So.
2: Wow, great. So how did you first start doing fisheries work near Anderson? What, what? Uh, how did you get drawn here?
3: Yeah, um, well, I never, so I, moved up. I never really uh, went, you know, I never Kind of ducked in down the road to Anderson. I didn't know what was down there. Didn't think there was, uh, you know, too much um, to do as far as fishing or, or hiking. But I was working um, as a student in a marine biology lab, and one of the researchers there um, knew that there was salmon uh, in the the Nenana River and some of the streams near there. And um, I was kind of talking to him, and I, I really wanted to catch my first coho salmon. I just got into Alaska and had caught a coho salmon on a, a fly rod, and so. Um, this guy sent me to Anderson, and he just said, you know, drive through town, drive out onto the river plain, and just start wandering around and looking for open water and you know, big bright red fish. And by golly, it worked! And I was able to get my first COVO there, and, and then I kind of realized how cool Anderson is. It's kind of away from the main road; not too many people um, go out there, and there's you know, quite a bit of fishing and, and fish to be seen there. So that's kind of how I first got there, and then. Um, the same guy that I was talking to, he offered myself and my friend an opportunity to kind of work part-time for him counting salmon on streams along the Nenana. And that was pretty much from Healy all the way down to Nenana. So that included, um, you know, a couple of spring creeks that the viewer, the listeners are right. probably familiar with around Anderson. Yeah. Um, and so we would go down our weekends in the fall and kind of count different streams, count the salmon on them.
2: Wow. So you got you got snuck in here by chance and got to see our wonderful community and uh, how yeah, nice yeah, it is. Yeah, kind of a
3: happy, a lucky, um, um, I guess, happenstance. I was really glad to find the place. It's yeah. Cool.
2: Wow, that's uh, that's really neat. So, tell us a bit about the fisheries work and uh, you were doing here in the area. Yeah, sure
3: thing. So to start, we were just. Um, walking along or floating down those streams that have uh, coho and chum salmon in them. And then we would just, my friend and I would count, uh, the fish and, you know, we turn those into to fish and game, those counts so that they could use them to kind of monitor the runs and to forecast the future run strengths. Cause if you know how many salmon are coming in one year, you can kind of predict, um, how many, well, if their offspring will have a strong return, you know, in years in the future after they spent time out at sea. So it's good to just keep a, keep tabs on it by counting them as well as use that to forecast the, the run in the, in the future years. Right. And so we would, we would, um, we did mostly floated some of those spring creeks near Anderson and then kind of out on the uh, the river plain itself, you know, okay. where I first caught those coho we'd go to some of those sloughs and, and count fish right. and um, kind of did that for a few years until the, the guy who was paying us to do it, he was kind of retiring and he lost funding and kind of interest in it because um, fishing game doesn't, have their own um, fish count program for the Ninana, as far as I know it. They may do some like aerial counts of helicopters each year, but
2: right. it's
3: kind of overlooked, um, which is a shame.
2: Yeah, it really so, is. Yeah,
3: that was, so that was kind of what we started doing. And then um, in the later years, we'd actually catch um, 20 to 40 coho or chum per creek, and we take scales from the fish uh, to age them, which would help, again, help forecast the runs in the future and see what age those fish were that were coming back. And then we even took some uh, fin clips for genetics work, which um, kind of hopefully would tell fish and game how related the fish in the Nenana are to, you know, other runs of coho and chum, like on the Tanana or the Yukon. And that can kind of tell, um, you know, how much interbreeding is going on and how vulnerable or isolated the Nenana fish might be. So we would just use, um, pretty much use fly rods and streamers to catch fish, or if we needed to catch a lot of them, we'd herd them into a big landing net. And then, you know, after we did Mm -hmm. our work on them, we'd always release them um, unharmed so they could go spawn.
2: Okay. So I just have a question here just to ask, is it, do you more do it on the Nana itself or do you run them more on the sloughs or do you pretty much just cover all the ground on the way through?
3: Well, we try to hit any, uh, so Fishing Game has a, a database where they, basically list all the streams that are known to have spawning salmon in them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So basically we went to every stream, usually we'd go to every stream where there was known to be a spawning population of um coho or chum salmon. Right. And uh so we'd try to hit as many as we could, but you know, you're limited in time in the fall, especially yeah. when we were students, we just go out on weekends. So right. we would hit, you know, there's kind of like maybe five main spots we'd hit every year. Um, you know, a couple spring creeks by Anderson and then the uh out on the Ninana River itself, where there's these upwellings that kind of stay open year-round where the fish spawn. And then there's a couple of creeks up near Healy as well.
2: Okay. Wow. That's that's really interesting stuff. I'm sure you've had some pretty, uh, you got any fun or crazy experiences you've had around here that you could share with us?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, when we first started out there, there was quite a bit of challenge in finding certain creeks. Mm-hmm. without direct supervision from our boss so he would kind of give us these vague directions and then you know expect us to <laughs> go out and find these places and he's got he's a great boss he was one of those people that you know, like he expects a lot um but he doesn't offer up a lot of info sometimes he lets you figure it out on your own right so that was useful but you know at times it was frustrating because we'd be out in the middle of nowhere and this was before smartphones where you could just like pull up google maps and see where you were on the right. landscape it was You know, in 2008, we just had like Google map printouts and our GPSs with, you know, bad topo maps. So it ended up involving a lot of um, problem solving, bushwhacking, you know, wading through beaver ponds, really had no idea where we were half the time. But, um, you know, we we figured it out in the end. And then, you know, in the later years, it was easier to go. But beyond that, like for the work, um, there was one time we were canoeing down one of those spring creeks near Anderson. Uh-huh. And I looked back, and there was a big bull moose running down the creek behind us, pretty much chasing us. <laughs> and we were just about to go around a bend. So we were all freaked out. We grabbed our pepper spray and our shotgun, and we were expecting, you know, yeah. just as we floated down a little more to see this moose jet, you know, right after us and, and try to get us. Um, but luckily, he never came around that bend. I don't know what he was doing. Just maybe he got our wind and he was running the wrong way or something. But it was scary for a second. We thought we were. Gonna get run down and trampled by a moose in the creek. So
1: yeah, that um, is.
3: <laughs> Yeah, so that was a pretty crazy one. And then we we've seen a lot of grizzly bears down there because they're in the same area uh, feeding on those fish at that time of year. Right, and they'll actually put off um, hibernation. So you know, usually the bears are, are kind of denning up in October or November, but because they have that food there, they'll actually stay out into November and December to feed on the salmon because it's such a easy, you know, energy rich meal, but we would come aclo- uh, across them at pretty close quarters sometimes, um, but they, they never gave us any trouble because I think they live close, pretty close to civilization. They know what humans are, and so they would just run off and not bother us, so that was good.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? you've You've kind of hit, I can't count the times that I've been on, you know, my ATV or Sled, or even driving down the park's highway, I've looked to my side and seen a moose running alongside me. So I know that feeling. It's not the it's not the easiest feeling in the world, especially on an ATV, you know, or a sled. But I have uh, I definitely know that feeling that you've had. (laughs) And uh, yeah, for sure. Especially with it being so dense, you know, with trees and everything else, you don't have a whole lot of room to go anywhere you're pretty much uh, set on That's a path a and there you go.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, kind of exposed there sometimes. So.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
3: So there's the- a few other, you know, there's a few other good uh, bits too. Like I got was able to get my wife her first coho and chum salmon on the fly rod. We we went down there with her and then, you oh, know, nice. um, seeing George the adventure dog, like I mentioned in the other post. So there was a lot of really good experiences and fun times down there.
2: Oh, that's neat. That's neat that uh, our little community could be a part of that. You know, it is. It's a it's a great place to be, and uh, you know, I was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Karen just posted on there, George, <laughs> and uh, it really is. It, it's it's such a nice community, and everyone was asking me today because even I noticed today or not today, but uh, just in the recent last couple months. You know, how are the salmon runs doing currently? What what do you see out there? What's going on with them?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Well, you know, so like I mentioned, the uh, fishing game doesn't really count the Nenea runs very closely, you know, if at all. So we don't know, you know, I haven't counted them since probably 2012 or so, but um, we do know that like the Yukon and Tanana, uh, Chinook salmon runs, and then the coho and chum runs as well have kind of been low for a few years. Like they've closed it to sport fishing up here in Fairbanks um, for the Chinook yeah. and even the chum Chum fishing this last year um, just because of low returns. And so sometimes the, those those closures include the Nenana River, but I don't know. It's, I don't think too many people are fishing for them on the Nenana or anything, so I think those runs are pretty safe. Um, they're not real big. Like, there's not a lot of fish in them compared to the Salcha, or the good pasture rivers. So right. they are a little bit vulnerable in that way that they could, you know, kind of be exploited pretty easily. But I think, um, you know, they're probably, they're probably tied into what's happening with the Yukon and Tanana, Chinook and Coho is that, you know, out at sea, there's problems where there's um, fish are being eaten by predators like salmon sharks and orcas. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, bycatch from uh, fisheries out there and just, changing um habitat conditions for them that's potentially contributing to kind of lower runs on the yukon tanana and i would imagine the new nanas probably mirrors that a little bit well
2: yeah um, i uh i can actually attest to that um this year was you know just i spend a lot of time out on the sloughs and out on the nana you know out rummaging through the bush and um this year it was very thin uh you know, as as opposed to last year. Last year they were so thick you could almost walk across the water on them. And this year it was um, they were far and few between. So we are noticing changes. You know, at least I am. So I could see where you're coming from. That you know, and is it a thing that it changes on a yearly basis? Do they go you know stronger in different years? Does it go in a cycle, or is it all just depends on you know the predators and when it starts, you know, basically the run starts.
3: Yeah, sorry, I, I couldn't hear all of that, but you I think you were asking if it kind of changes on a yearly basis or right. if it's on a cycle or that sort of thing. But I yeah. think um, definitely each year is different. And you know, like there's some years where I noticed um, some of those spawning areas on the Nenana, like they're totally um, blown out by the, the Nenana River. And so I think there'd be kind of low juvenile salmon survival. And so a low run in the future, Right. And then some years there's just really good conditions where the water stays low and clear um, through the fall and those juvenile salmon probably um, survive a little better. So I think, you know, there's just so many factors in freshwater and in saltwater that yeah. kind of dictate what's going to come back in the in the future years. But, okay. um, you know, it's, it's really hard to say. So yeah. certainly a good area to study. And uh, I've certainly been thinking about trying to get back down and, and count more on the Nenana just. Just for you know on my own time, um right. at least keep track of what's happening over the years, I think it would be good to to get back to doing that, yeah,
2: so okay, well, I'm sure uh the community here would love to hear you know anything that's going on with that here in the area. I know I sure would, you know, um like I said, I noticed a big difference from this year to the last two years, you know in the uh the low amount of yeah, salmon big, big that we're under big difference a big difference
3: from last year you said?
2: yeah yeah last year they were so thick yeah. across the sloughs and everything else you could almost walk across them this year they were very wow. far and few between you know
3: yeah that sounds about right yeah. i know so another thing too is there's seems like there's a lot more beaver dams kind of showing up on some of the streams that i've been counting so like this year, um, there was a one of those kind of upwelling streams near Anderson, and it mm-hmm. had a beaver dam where I'd never seen one before. That was blocking Coho from getting up into their their spawning areas. So, you oh. know, whether that's just there's beaver populations kind of expanding, or there's less things eating beaver, or less trapping going on, or less big floods from the Ninana that kind of blows out those dams, I don't know. But right. that's certainly a factor too. Is when those Coho, you know, one year they might not be able to get to the best spawning habitat because of the beaver dam blockage that, um, you know, it's kind of a give and take relationship, I think between the salmon and the beavers because those dams and the ponds make nice habitat for juvenile salmon, but they can also block the the salmon from spawning.
2: Right. And we have, uh, we have noticed, matter of fact, uh, someone just posted crazy beaver dams are out of control. And yeah. And as a matter of fact, um, Anderson within the last few months has uh, has had to, uh, get some permits prior to, and, uh, because we're, we're getting an explosive rate of beavers in the area and are, uh, we're having, uh, you know, as someone just posted right now, there's, there's less trapping in the area too. We have lost, um, a lot of our, uh, normal trappers that come through this season. I know we have, uh, you know, at least three Mm -hmm. that I know of here in Anderson that, Try and do what they can out there, you know. But we do have a lot of area to cover, you know, and uh, yeah, it's pretty no, it's tough. Probably
3: accounts for some of that beaver uh, population. I, you know,
2: what that's a good thing to bring up. I wouldn't, I never even thought about that, um, how much it would, you know, hurt the yeah, ecological cycle, you know, the salmon alone. Sure. So, okay. Um, so do you have any plans for future? You know, work or fishing in the Anderson area or close around?
3: Yeah, I hope so. You know, I'll always be down there fishing and hunting pretty much every summer and fall. There's, I love floating those spring creeks and fishing for coho and duck hunting and stuff. So, yeah. It seems like every year I discover some new cool fishing spot or location, you know, somewhere between Healy and Nana that I want to go back to the next year and check it out again. So, <laughs> yeah. So, there's, I'm sure I'll be down there for that Um, and then like I said it'd be cool to you know count the salmon again maybe on my own time yeah because I you know don't have funding or or support for that at the moment but I might just do it while I'm down there fishing and then at least there's some baseline counts for you know years ahead that people can look back and see what's been going on yeah um but yeah and then you know so I send you those drone uh photos the fish underwater photos so Right. I'll probably come back down again, uh, maybe even this winter, and, and do some more drone footage of some grayling or, okay. or juvenile salmon or something.
2: Yeah. Well, it seems like, you you know, you're down here quite often. You uh, you really like Anderson. Um, is there – what other stuff um, – is there other ecological stuff that you do here, you know, or apart from the fisheries work, or are you just – you just like Anderson as a whole, you know? Um,
3: I Yeah, everything about it, you know, just the, well, the fishing and hunting, but the few people that I've run into, too, have been super nice and um, haven't bothered me or, you know, ran me off or anything sometimes. (laughs) In Alaska, you can run into some curmudgeons, but I feel like Anderson's one of those really nice small towns you probably find, you know, anywhere in America where people are just um, super friendly and trusting, and and that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, Or, you know, like you were mentioning where you know, so stuff gets stolen and that trust kind of gets lost and that small town feel, um, kind of gets degraded, which is unfortunate, but, right. um, but yeah, when I'm in Anderson, I always you know, if I do see people, they're always waving and, and seem nice. Uh, so. yeah. um, and then of course I love the clear sky lodge too. That's always
2: a favorite oh, down yeah. There <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other half kind of frequent there. Um, we try and go at least right on. maybe once every two weeks or so, but, uh, yep that's our that's our sneak away place well great yeah i love
3: the the food great and the atmosphere is really nice
2: yeah well you've you've come up on some great points i was going to ask you you know what your favorite things are about anderson in the area but uh you pretty much nailed it um we are we're we're we're, we're a community that um you know we are an open arms community and uh we try and keep it that way too you know we don't turn our back on anyone that you know, could always use help in the future, you know, until they steal something out of your driveway, which was not anyone here in town, but, uh, <laughs> which right uh, has uh, propelled us into a community watch program. And, uh, well, you've been on the show lately. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, yeah. <laughs> sounds like your community
3: watch has been keeping things in check. That's
2: it definitely is. It definitely is. All right. Well, Kevin, thank you for calling in. Um, I did have some questions that popped up on the board for you. Um, One of them was, uh, uh, here's a question by chance. Do you happen to know Mr. Don B, B B-E-E? Does that name sound familiar to you?
3: I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Maybe I will just go go back in on the app and look at those questions and then answer them on there if that sounds good.
2: Okay. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, they just asked if you know Mr. Don B, B-E-E.
3: I can't. Like Don, I couldn't hear the last name, but I'll check it out on the app in a minute. Here.
2: Okay. Alrighty.
3: All righty. Yeah, well, and I appreciate you having me on. It's always fun to talk about fish, and uh, I've been really enjoying listening to the the podcast and um, kind of hearing some of the personalities. So yeah, it's, uh, it's great to you know be a part in a small way of your guys' great town.
2: Hey, thank you thank you it was uh, it was awesome having you on kevin and uh please stay in touch and uh let me know when you're up here doing your uh your your fishery stuff or even coming up uh love to come uh, and meet you and maybe even go uh, go for a ride out on the trail with you
3: yeah that'd be great i'll I'll certainly let you know it'd be cool to meet some of you guys and you yeah. can always uh, use some help counting salmon too if anybody's super keen and wants to put in some good uh, miles with the legs. So. Yeah.
2: There we go. Um I'm sure right. it would be an interesting thing to get into and uh, maybe something we could get together, you know. Thank For you sure. Kevin. Um it was you, very man. awesome talking to you and uh from here from everyone here on the pulse Thank you again and have a great night and thank you for supporting the show and uh, supporting our community. It means a lot.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.
2: Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Um, that was uh, uh, Kevin Fraley and uh, he has uh, been doing, a, he's a PhD and certified associate of fisheries. And, uh, it was really nice to hear. He actually, uh, answered a lot of questions that, uh, that I had, I actually had some prepared and, um, he, uh, he really nailed some stuff. I, I really noticed, um, this year, the salmon run, how, uh, how low it was this year. You know, one of my big enjoyments is usually, you know, traveling out onto the slough and, you know, hanging out down there and. Watching the eagles you know congregate and you know tag on the salmon from the river and the slough and this year it was pretty slim pickings, so uh it was uh really nice to have him on the show. Big shout out to him. I'm sure everyone appreciated it and uh that was really nice to have him on. And uh I see you're on, Kevin. That one uh question was uh, was uh did you know Don B B E E? And uh I guess he had to do with uh ah uh, there you go. Uh there's your answer. Um Miss Robin he went ahead and put it on the screen for you. I said, sorry, I don't know Don B. I've heard about the hatchery that used to be there, but don't really know anything about it. All right. Do we have any more questions? Uh, I'd, uh, I can, we can go ahead and throw some questions on the board if you like that we got, uh, Kevin still joining us right now, but uh big shout out to him. Thank you for doing that for us. Um, there's going to be a lot of people very interested into, uh, you know, probably uh listening and to replaying the show. All righty. So uh another thing I wanted to bring up is um over the holidays, I did uh get out on do some community watch out there and uh started noticing the uh the uh holiday lights are starting to pop up along with uh you know some other things uh you know, lights on homes, uh, things are starting to light up and get very festive out there, which is a great, great thing. I love seeing our, our town come to life. Um, that was another thing I was supposed to bring up was, uh, let me see here what I did with it. I actually left it on the printer here. Hang on one second. Okay. This was uh, sent over to me earlier tonight, and I printed it out. I know we had some uh, talk about our city council and uh, the other night, last week, and some people wanted to know about it. Um, And uh, the city council meets uh, once a month on the second Tuesday of the month, and it starts at uh, 6 p.m., And uh, everything is, uh, if I remember correctly, is going to be done by Zoom right now. Um, As soon as I get the info and the link for it, uh, I will make sure and post it on both uh, the Pulse page and Anderson page and get that information out there. So uh, now that I got that out, um, I know I I did talk to – a couple of people today, and they could really use some help, uh, you know, and some involvement in the city council meetings. And once again, that's, uh, on the second Tuesday of the month and it's at 6 PM. And as soon as I start to get more information on that, I will go ahead and post that on the page. Also, uh, wanted to give another, uh, Oh, good. I can't wait. Does that mean I can get pictures and post them for you? <laughs> I see that the decor is going up. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that reminds me. Um, I got to dig out those uh, those trees for you. Um, make sure you hit me up so I can uh, get those over to you. Um, wanted to let you know also, uh, I did take a, a couple trips by the... Uh, by the challenge course at the ball field, um, this past, uh, holiday weekend. And, uh, did notice some people out there and some kids out there playing. So, uh, big shout out, Karen. Um, I think it's doing the trick and definitely, uh, getting some kids out of the house a little bit. And that reminds me, um, you know, with, uh, we have been a little bit chilly, but we do have some warm days coming ahead. So, um, uh, looking for, yep, uh, that's another thing. If anyone uh, has any old Christmas trees, um, you could go ahead and uh, send a message to uh, Karen either on the Pulse or Messenger. She's looking for old Christmas trees um, and she says, I'll even pick them up. (laughs) So, uh, ah, I'll recycle. There you go um also uh wanted to ask, do we have any uh um news on uh since I see you on there Karen is there any news on the lions Club or anything that we need to start preparing for for the holiday that they may need help help with at all um I just had that on my notes just to see I hadn't heard anything yet um with the with the children's presence or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I had forgotten that you'd been gone a whole week. Um, Hope you had a wonderful time with family. Uh, Is there uh, anything else we'd like to bring up tonight? I can go ahead and open the floor right now. Uh, If anyone has anything that they'd uh, like to get out on the air. Um, I know we have some things going on, uh, coming up, especially with the holidays coming up. Um, I do know that, uh, neighbor to neighbor also, if you get a chance, uh, the angel tree has been set up at three bears, um, and you are there and you're able to help out. Um, there are, uh, um, cards on the tree that, uh, you can pick up a, uh, present and return it back and, uh, for children in the area. Um, I, for myself, I, uh, I try and pride myself on, uh, community and help others that are, you know, not so fortunate as I am or my family is. Granted, I'm not the most, uh, fortunate person in the world, but, uh, I am, uh, I am one of those people that, uh, If someone needs help, I'm definitely going to give it and do the best I can with it. That's one thing about our community is uh, it comes together as a whole. Um, Other than that, let's see here. I just had another message come over here. Let's see. Wow, um, that would be awesome. Uh, Kevin just posted on there uh, post-COVID <laughs> that uh, he'd love to come by and give a presentation with pictures or maybe some hands-on fish and, uh, you know, bug ID, uh, a workshop for the community or school kids. Um, that would be a wonderful thing. And I'm sure it would be welcomed open arms here um the community kids here uh, as a matter of fact even the community um we will we really look forward to that sort of stuff here and uh if we can yeah i'd uh, love to be able to uh get you set up with something like that and i would love to uh, even attend uh even us old guys like that kind of stuff <laughs> that's it yeah someone just posted that would be fun not just for the kids but some of us big people definitely i can honestly say that uh, i am not the biggest fisher in the world um, i do fish uh, most of my fishing came from uh, um, saltwater, deep sea di- uh, deep sea fishing and diving in my younger days um i have my fun doing freshwater fishing of course but i got to say i'm not real good at it but i do have fun trying but uh yeah definitely uh we'll we'll keep that in the loop and uh see if we can set something up uh at a later date once these things start to narrow down um it is uh and these are the things that i've been talking about most on the air, of course, is, um, the, you know, what this impact is doing COVID impact is doing to, you know, not only us as adults, but what it's taken a toll on the children. Um, it's, it's pretty rough on them. You know, uh, I'm the biggest believer in the world that, uh, you know, getting that interaction, uh, definitely, you know, means a lot to uh, help the progress and growth of our of our young kids today. And uh, I did uh, notice that our, our school has uh, gone back to uh, normal schooling right now as opposed to distance learning, but uh, who knows how long that'll uh, will be. I'm sure it's going to bounce back and forth for quite a while till we get stable again. Um, we can all just only do what we can out there and, uh, try and, uh, you know, stay safe, keep our family and friends safe and do the best that we can do and take care of our communities as a whole. All right. Um, and <laughs> look, at yay school. Definitely. <laughs> Let's hope it holds out because, you know, not only does it, the schools support our children, but there are a lot of things that you know that uh, go along with the the children and school learning, and you know the progression. We we have a lot of people to be thankful for. We've got teachers that are stretched out between you know distance learning and back in class, and then of course we have you know the janitorial workers. We have. You know assistants, we have principals, we have you know teachers' aides um and it trickles all the way to the bus lines. you know these are all people that depend on you know the growth of our of our young children today, and it does and uh i uh I been taking a lot of this stuff to heart lately and thinking about how much impact this stuff is having on us you know we have we take a a lot of things for granted that are no longer there anymore you know and uh, I mean I'm thankful for everyone to include you know the people that come out to the house and picked up my garbage today you know Um, I, I just it impacts so many people and I just saw a note come up, glad I could join tonight from here. But 6 a.m. comes early. Enjoy the rest of your evening and stay warm in Anderson. Good night, Miss Sutton. Thank you again for joining tonight and uh, enjoy your time with, uh, with family. And uh, by the way, just coming for me, love the pictures earlier. <laughs> All righty, my dear. Thank you again for joining the show tonight. All right. So there are a lot of things out there that uh, to be thankful for, and this Thanksgiving definitely uh, made me start to think of a lot more. You know, we do have a lot to think about. All right. Uh, anyone else have anything they'd like to throw out there tonight? I can uh, leave this door open. Uh, we can go ahead and i can open the lines up here let me see here okay the lines are open um, the regular phone lines open 360-207-0477 and also the uh the call in from the app is open if you'd like to just jump on here and just throw anything out how they did during the holidays what uh what was your greatest experience this weekend anything Tonight's just a comeback from the holidays and uh, be thankful and talk about what uh, what things we did. I mean, uh, I'll go ahead and throw out what I did this weekend, this holiday. I was lucky enough to get my butt wore out having Nerf Wars with the grandkids. And let me tell you, they drugged me from one end of the house to the other, and I had more fun having... Uh, Nerf force with the kids this weekend in the house, and also we got the sled out and uh, uh, threw the kids in the toboggan on the back of the sled, and also had everyone pile on the sled, and we also took the you know got the side by side out and cruised around town, and got to got to show some of our family that hadn't been here before, uh, a little piece of Anderson, you know, got to cruise through the neighborhood. Uh yeah, nerf kid war with the kids and grandkids. It was fun. Lots of non-stop laughs. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to uh let's see here. Uh what do I got here? Um someone else was just ringing in. See here, give me one second. Here,
0: let's see.
2: Okay, looks like I missed that one, but they're trying to send a message over. But I think they oh, okay. Yep, just a note on the call-in number. I think one on the Facebook page is wrong number. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I will have to make a note of that and uh, take a look here. That's the one on... Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for noticing that. I'll take a look at it and uh, make sure I get that updated or change it. Yeah, the number here is let uh, Let's see here. Looks like...
0: righty, Okay. Let's
2: see here. I actually just took that message and that was just, um, okay. Yes, that is the, uh, city council meeting is the second Tuesday of the month at 6 PM. And, uh, to let you know, as soon as I get that link or find out that information, I will be, uh, um, posted that back up and get that on there. All righty. Anyone else have anything? I like I said I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um ate myself into a food coma and uh played nerf wars till I passed out in my easy chair. Um it was wonderful having the grandkids here and the kids here had a whole house full and it was definitely uh definitely fun. All righty. Anyone else got anything they'd like to throw out or share with the group tonight? I know we're all coming down off the Thanksgiving high right now, but, uh, let me see here.
0: Someone else just popped up, uh, one more thing. Um... Nope, that was it. Got it
2: covered. All righty, everybody. Um, also, uh, let you know, um, please support those uh, those things that I brought up earlier if you have a chance. And uh, once again, uh, invite people to the uh, live podcast. Remember, I am doing it Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6.30 uh, p.m. And also some, I throw some uh, impromptu shows out there every now and then. Um, it looks like uh, we're pretty much coming up on the uh, on an hour here. And uh, I appreciate Kevin. Big shout out to him for uh, calling in and being a part of the show. And let's see here. If... Uh Can't see anything else at this moment. Oh. All righty. All righty. Well, I will uh I'm gonna go ahead and close out this show for the evening unless anyone else has anything else that they'd like to put out there. I'll go ahead and open the floor up one more time. Call here at the pulse at 360-207-0477. Or you can go ahead and use the app and jump on in. And I'll go ahead and give that a minute here. And if not, uh, I'll go ahead and close out the show for this evening. Please uh, invite friends also to the page, The Pulse in Anderson and Inanna on Facebook. Um, Also invite people to our live show and get them to follow the show. I did learn something today um, that uh, I guess when... I go ahead and start it, the show, it, uh guess it sends out a an invitation or lets you know uh, if you have those, um, those notifications turned on. And let's see here. Thank you for being on, Kevin. Everybody being on tonight. Yep, and definitely. <laughs> it's been a heck of a night and a uh, heck of a holiday. All righty from uh me to you want to thank you all for your support and uh have a great evening everyone and I'll go ahead and finish it off with a little bit of music on the way out um from uh me to all of you thanks again and uh have a wonderful night and this is Denali Burro Brett and I am Going to be signing off. Good night, all.
4: ring are you listening in the lane snow is glistening a beautiful sight we're happy tonight walking in a winter wonderland gone astray is the bluebird here to stay is a new bird He sings a love song as we go along, walking in winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman, then pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you married, we'll say, no man. But you can do the job when you're in town, later on we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he's a circus clown We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman Until the other kitties knock him down When it snows, ain't it thrilling Though your nose Gets chillin', we'll prowl again play the Eskimo way. Just walking,
0: talking,
4: and in, in a crazy with a
0: Thank you all and good night.